I'll tell you a funny story. I, um, I would have like the Bible read to me about submission and things like that. And um, as I say, it sometimes takes swift reactions. And I was getting so frustrated with it because it made me so angry and it just upset me deep inside. Something screamed out wrong. So like a black permanent marker to my Bible and marked down every verse about submission. And I said, I will never read these verses again. So it's been quite the journey to, to work through that. And I don't feel that way now. Welcome to the Eden Podcast, where we true the verse of Genesis 3.16, and we discover that God didn't curse Eve or Adam or limit woman in any way. Welcome to Media Monday. I'm Bruce C.E. Fleming, and this is the True 316 Foundation's The Eden Podcast. Joanne Hagemeyer is our co-host, and Joanne, would you introduce our special, special, special guest today? Thanks, Bruce. I'd love to. We're here with Lauren Rose, who is on staff as the communication coordinator of Call to Peace Ministries, offering hope and healing to victims of domestic abuse. She desires for every woman impacted by domestic abuse to know the heart of her father, who sees, loves, and calls her to peace. I believe CTPM emulates the heart of the gospel by defending the oppressed and setting captives free, while inviting the local church to be part of preparing his bride for his return by protecting the vulnerable and oppressed. Lauren is also known as Jane Doe 4 in the Bill Gothard lawsuit. She's the mother of one daughter in middle school whom she describes as wise, feisty, and hilarious. And together they enjoy outdoor adventures, traveling, and their dog, Lululemon. And we're delighted to have you with us. Thank you. I am delighted to be here. So does your dog wear Lululemon? No, we haven't found any that fits her yet, but uh, quite the story. My daughter was seven and that's what she named her. So (laughs) that's great. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to just jump right in. Uh, Lauren, thank you so much for being our guest today. And we would like to know a little bit about your uh, faith story. So how did you get to know Christ and start to grow in him? Well, my faith story is is fun. Um, so I did not grow up in a Christian home, ironically. Uh, my parents came Christians when I was 12. I was away at a preparatory boarding school to get in a good college and, and be successful. And my parents became Christians um, by reading the Bible without word of mouth. And um, they felt like God said to homeschool me. So I was homeschooled. And I was like, I was always very uh, intuitive, very questioning, wanting to know the truth, kind of seeking it out. And if I'm gonna make a decision, I'm all in or either I'm all out. And I kind of questioned Christianity and what my parents had because I saw a lot of hypocrisy. I just didn't um, think, no, if God was real, wasn't sure if this is really what I wanted for my life. Um, and God began working in my heart at a probably about 15 years old. And I began to realize that God was real because if he wasn't real, I wouldn't feel guilt over sin when I did bad things. So that must mean there is there's a creator. And so um, at 17, I finally made my choice. I knew God was real. I knew that this, if this God is real, that I am not going to heaven based on the Bible. And so I cried out to God at 17 years old and uh, received him as my savior. And when I did that, I was like all in, I like just dedicated my whole life to the Lord and just met him. Um, And I remember that day just crying out and seeing him pictured on the cross, covering my sins and just Jesus saved me. And so from that moment on, my life changed. It really did. I just all of a sudden went through my Bible. I was hungry for the word of God. I was hungry to do the right thing. I just wanted to please him. I wanted to obey him in with my life. And sadly, um, my heart to obey God is what was used against me 
um, by religious people. Well, that's interesting uh, and a bit worrisome. So what do you mean? You What, what was this kind of problem that you're talking about? Um, which one? The one about my heart being used? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, my family had joined the Bill Gothard movement. And um, in there, they I did not want to be part of this movement. Um, that was part of my questioning of God and who he was because I thought it was a cult. I told them I thought this is a cult and I want absolutely nothing to do with it. I actually told Bill Gothard that to him to his face at 16 years old and made it adamantly known this is not something I want to be part of and nothing I want to do with. So um, I always joked he stood up on stage that evening and said that I was more hard hearted than any gang member he had ever worked with. Um, and that I was a <laughs> So it was constantly, you are bad, bad, bad. Your intuition is bad, bad, bad. You're a rebel. But I really wasn't. What it was is I was discerning things in my body and my reactions are typically very swift and strong when I'm sensing stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when I submitted myself to Christ, I also thought that meant giving up what I perceived in my body as rebellious and labeled as that. When reality, that was my intuition that God had given me but God had redemption. So, um, I, and through the Bill Gothard program, um, I began to become very religious um, and took on a lot of standards that just really weren't biblical and um, really were abusive to me and led me to a place of deep brokenness in life. So you 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 got into this more than I think the normal person, right? I mean, you guys were really, really involved in IBLP and- Oh, I was gung-ho. So I got saved. And um, I went to their women's program, both of them in Dallas, Texas, part one and part two. Then I got my degree from them as well in their Bible college, they had their own Bible college, studied it inside and out. Um, I, but I love the Lord. That's the thing is I love the Lord. And it wasn't all, it, it wasn't all, it was religion, but I um, began at 18 years old, like the Lord is just speaking in my life and, and directing me and guiding me. And in the midst of this, he was calling me to his heart and to himself, and it would give me Bible verses and say, this is for your life. And it was representing things that was going to happen in the future. It was just weird. And I know one of the things God said and called me to was, um, this is not representing something future. He's like, I want you to spend an hour in prayer with me every day. And I was like, okay, God. So I began at 18, I would take an hour every morning and pray. And it began, I couldn't even stop at an hour. And then I would read my Bible for 30 minutes, which was a little bit religious because I had made a vow to do so, because that was what I was told to do. Uh, and began to know the heart of God, ironically, as I'm seeking him and, and pouring my heart out to him, he's revealing himself to me and I'm seeing who he is. And not only that, my body is starting to scream out louder, something's wrong. So I'm having to suppress it more but yet God is calling me to himself. Um, And so when I finally met Bill Gothard, I was 21 years old. He um, actually, it was God that led me there. And I was in a, a, it was about 5,000 people there at a conference. And um, I saw him talk on the stage about Romanian government leaders. And I was like, oh, I want to help the Romanian government leaders. And I had been wanting to go be a missionary in Romania. I really wanted to be a missionary. And I felt like the Lord said, I want you to work through remaining government leaders. And I was like, is that from God? It was an impression. And I said, God, if this is from you, will you send Bill Gothard to me to ask him to come work with the remaining government leaders today? That day, out of 2,500 young people, Bill Gothard walked up to me and said, how would you like to come to headquarters and work with Romanian government? I was like, okay, God, here we go. I'm going. This is what you've called me into. 
And um, I do believe he did. I believed I was called there um, and I was immediately scouted by him again at headquarters. Um, I stood out to him for some reason um, and he asked to pray with me. And so I began to pray and as we prayed and he was down on his knees, he got up when we were done as I prayed with him too. And he says, you know God, don't you? And I said, yes, I do. He says, I sense that you really walk with him and you have a connection. Um, we have a connection that I haven't felt in years. And so um, he began pursuing me and selecting me out, but something was wrong in my body is screaming out again, something is wrong. And that's um, part of my story is he hands me a letter. I talk about that um, to read and it's from this girl I reminded him of. And once again, I have stark reactions and my body screams out something's wrong. And I pick up that letter, I start to read it. I know something is the Holy Spirit and impression strong. Something's inappropriate between this man and this woman. I don't know what it is, but something's inappropriate. So I look at Bill Gothard in the face and I said, do you want me to write this letter to shreds for you? What do you mean to do with it? Um, it's a little stark, but this is strong impressions and I tend to react. And um, it takes it on my hand. Three days later, I'm in Bill Gothard's office and I'm watching him flirt with young girls. And I hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me again. And he says, I, I feel like something's wrong. I was like, he's flirting with these young girls. Something's wrong. And I said, God, what is it? And that's when I heard the Holy Spirit speak to my heart. And God said, I've seen everything here. And someday I'll use you in court to testify against him. And I was like, what? So now, flash forward, I follow the whole system. I'm continually very heavily abused by Bogothard. I worked for free. I was often starved, not allowed to have food because he took all my money. Um, and wouldn't pay me and made me work 50 hours a week and still wouldn't pay. It's just, it was terrible. It was really horrific abuse. He was very controlling, uh, wouldn't let me cut my hair. And if I did, he brought me in his office, started asking me very personal, deep questions. Um, made me wear suit jackets and would tell me I'm influencing young boys if I'm not wearing a suit jacket because they can see my figure and that I'm a woman. Um, it was, he would berate me, yell at me in front of people, um, not yell at me like screaming, but like rip me to shreds until he could see me break because he's like, I set you up as a pedestal and you don't meet that image. So it was mm -hmm. a lot of abuse, a lot of horrific things that he did um, to me. And I ended up also in domestically abusive marriage. I followed the whole courtship thing. I had no words for abuse, no words to even understand it. All I knew was uh, was religious abuse, but yet something inside of me screamed, this is wrong. And it was a battle between my flesh of this religion, this is what I'm supposed to do, and a battle of the spirit until one day I um, decided I'm done. I can't take this anymore. It's been about three years in my marriage and I start hitting my face at the floor, just crying out to Jesus. And I was like, God, just help, help. And God says, go to recoveringgrace.org. And so that's where I go to that site, recoveringgrace.org. And there's part one of that girl's story whose letter I had read. And he had proposed to her when she was 21 and he was seven or 61. So I was like, oh, there was something inappropriate. I need help. I need help. I need to deal with this. So the Lord began a healing work in my life and revealing to me his heart and who he is in the true heart of Jesus and seeing him a separate. And that's when I had to face that. My heart was for God was used against me. And I was a lot of wrestling with the Lord because I love the Lord so much. But yet by the end of my marriage and the end of all this time, I was like, I can't even pray. I was like, I feel like God hates me. I feel like God has forsaken me because of the, these things, because of these religious teachings had, had made him out to be a monster. But I'm so grateful God just kept pursuing me and, and revealing himself to me. And I use Call to Peace Ministries as a huge part of that. Um, to show me his heart and to show me that his heart is for the oppressed. And I began to walk with him and to hear 
his voice again, not audibly, but just in my spirit and, and leading me out and, and leading me, you know, to join the lawsuit to um, which Bill Garth put sanctions on us and be part of that and, and get out of a domestically abusive marriage and, and start over and begin advocating for other women that are in abuse and to let them know God's heart sees. He sees the oppressed. And when he sees, he doesn't leave us there. He calls us to go and, and cry out to him and to find him in these situations, the same as Hagar sitting there. I am the Lord God who sees. And when he saw, he gave a redemption plan. And I think that uh, so much of our Christian teaching so many times have mis been misconstrued and used to make us think that God doesn't see the oppressed when you are the oppressed. That's how you feel. But the reality is that's not God's heart. And you talk about how your love for God and your dedication and humility before God, you know, your complete submission to God was used against you in terms of obedience. How have you processed that since? <sighs> That's hard. Um, I joy Forrest with called to peace really helped me with that because I was a point in time. I was like, joy, I don't think I'm a Christian as it lasts about a week. I was in a dark place. And I was like, I don't think I can be a Christian anymore. I just can't. And I remember her just pleading with me. She's like, Lauren, no, no, don't do, don't let these religious people define Jesus. And when she pointed me to the sufferings of Christ, she said, Jesus was slain by religious leaders. Religious people put Jesus on the cross. He understands, run to him. He's going to comfort you. He loves you. This is not God's heart. And God can relate to oppression because he himself was abused by religion. And it was in that moment, it was hard, but I began to trust God. And I say, okay, God, this is the moment at this point in time, I was saying I was not a Christian. I was a single mother. I was going through divorce. I'm not divorced yet. Had a $220,000 judgment on me from Bill Gothard. He's also, that meant that if I lost, he was going to take my home and put a lien against me. And now I'm really messed up as a single mother. And I'm like, all I wanted to do is follow God with my life. And it looks like a complete disaster. And I have people mm -hmm. in the church that are judging me and saying things that make me feel um, less than and make me feel like I didn't do the right thing. And I'm like, you have no idea. I, I did ministry. I, I did all the right things with courtship. And now I'm here. And now you're going to judge me and add to this wound and this pain. But as I chose to trust God, the thing is God is faithful. And I saw him show up with, with me on the court stand against Bill Gother when I testified against him. The Lord gave me the words to say, you know, when I walked into that courtroom, I felt carried by God. And I felt, remember, like God, all I could think of is when God said to me, I've seen everything here and I'll testify against you in court. And I remember, mm -hmm. and I told people this long before the lawsuit. So this was way, it was just something God said. It was in that moment that I knew that God had seen, God had worked a redemption. And when I let go and said, I'm no longer going to follow religion, I'm going to follow what God is speaking to me in my heart. And I'm going to walk into faithfulness and obedience to him. I saw a faithfulness in God that he just never forsook me. He provided for me. He did miracles and did so many amazing things that I realized God's heart is good. God's heart is loving. God's heart is kind. And he just calls us to jump and to trust him. Wow. So the, the, now you're, Joy Forrest helped you and yes. you're on the staff with her yes. and you're involved in Call to Peace Ministries and you were doing a Facebook presentation conversation with your buddy emily yes. and uh in the middle of that conversation emily started talking about true 316 and then i think it was april that sent me a message saying hey look at this <laughs> so now we're in connection with each other can you tell us what your true 316 story is if you know have you 
What do you think of the True 316 message and has that been a help to you? Oh, well, I just got, Emily's the first one that told me about it. I, and so um, we just connected through Call to Peace Ministries. Bruce and I have done two interviews together. Um, that's been really awesome. And I have been blown away by it. Um, for me, it's really impacted my heart for God, like to be able to show me the impact to me to understand God's heart and that um, to see even more that he sees, like we did an interview today, actually, um, about was Eve the first domestic abuse survivor? And to see that God sees even an abuse and to see that God's true heart and intention for a woman, I think was a huge part of my healing to be able to understand that. And that's so important, I believe, for abuse victim to be able to understand the heart of God because God's hearts are misconstrued to us. And so for me to say, wow, God, you, you didn't curse me. You didn't curse me as a woman to not be able to submit to a man as I'm taught in fundamental teachings. You didn't um, curse me with to be like, like I feel like the religious teachings teach to be submissive and to be those things, but your heart was for mutuality and for love. It just makes healing more possible from the areas where God's word was used as literally a weapon against me in those things um, to, for submission and for control and was basically taught these were this is god's word i'll tell you a funny story i um i would have like the bible read to me about submission and things like that and um as i say it sometimes takes swift reactions and i was getting so frustrated with it because it made me so angry and it just upset me deep inside something screamed out song it's like a black permanent marker to my bible and marked down every verse about submission and i said i will never read these verses again so it's been quite the journey to to work through that. And I don't feel that way now. I love to read them because I yeah. know God's heart yeah. and God's heart was always for good. And God's heart and design is good. And to see that from the beginning, I think is really important um, when you're had the Bible uses a weapon. So you've had a lot of opportunities since to write and to speak about this. There are, there are articles or things that you've written that talk about this reversal of, of the way you're reading scripture? I, well, I personally working with communications for three years and called a piece. Um, so I create their content um, alongside um, a, a team that does like graphic design and editing. And, and so there's a lot of content that you can follow, find at call to peace on their Facebook page, and well as on the blog where I, have done a lot of writing as well as a lot of interviews on our YouTube channels with experts as we've kind of undone this and gone for the truth of untwisting scriptures. That's wonderful that God has opened that way for I'm sure you never foresaw. No, that is just where you'd be. It's actually another crazy story. I'll tell you, I, after the lawsuit, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I don't know what's going to happen. And I was like, and I, it's Rebecca Davis, another person, I absolutely love her work, oh, yeah. um, it had been a friend to me and was encouraging me a lot and writing and listening to my writing. I was writing stuff for her and she would read it and be like, this is really good. Not for her, for her work, but she would read my stuff that I'm processing and writing because that's how I process. And I remember after a time she was reading something, I just said, God, I want to write. I want to write for women in abuse. And I was like, but I can't write God. And I heard the Lord speak to me so clearly in my heart and God said, but you will write. And then the next month I got a magazine offer 
and and somebody came up to me and offered me to start writing a magazine with no writing experience and I was like okay God I feel like God said see you're gonna learn to write you will write so it's been one of those things that it's just like the Lord opened this door it's been the Lord that's that's given me these opportunities just part of his faithfulness to me of saying God this is the things you've done in my life and I, I want to share those with others and 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 be able to bring in other expertise for people to be able to understand the truth of your heart and who you are, because I, my heart breaks for the oppressed. My heart breaks for those that have had um, God be used as a weapon to abuse and crush them. And it, just the most horrific things done in the name of Jesus. And that's not God's heart. He is love. He is good. And uh, he's so faithful. And he's the only one I believe is a Christian that can truly heal and comfort our hearts. And when we've been, he's so used as a monster. You can't run to him for that comfort. And that's a sad thing because he's the one that heals the brokenhearted. And so I just love the aspect of being able to say, this is who God is. Mm -hmm. He loves you. He sees you. He's going to be faithful. Run to him and he will comfort you and he will heal you and redeem you. That's a mic drop. <laughs> if there ever was one. That's a mic drop. That's just like God's word in your life. So, yes. Oh, wow. Well, Lauren, thank you so much. We're going to keep in touch with you and we're going to make sure that uh, we can get your word out. We'll have your links and and uh, special special ways we can keep in touch. Thank you so much for your time with us. And we're so glad to see how God's working in your heart. This has really been an encouragement to us. Yes, I love being here today and we appreciate you so much. We appreciate the work that you're doing. And I, I, I'm so excited to read your books. It's been hugely healing. So this is so needed. It's a message needed for women that are in domestic abuse um, and in oppression, um, experience religious abuse to understand the heart of God. So thank you for what y'all are doing as well. Yep. Thank you. Yes, thank okay. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. True 316 Foundation is the home of the Eden Podcast. Join us for $3.16 a month or more. Let's chew the verses on the key passages on women and men. Go to true316.com slash partner.